Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Pylon Impact 89 FM's own NFL podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Markoch. Alongside me for this episode, Jay DeCoster. We're flying solo, at least for this one, at least as far as we know of. Manit Patel may show up, may not. We have no idea. Um, but we do actually have, I want to start off here by giving our sincere apologies for the last two weeks. I mean, I got a story because last week, me and Jay came in this exact studio and recorded an episode for week four of the pylon, and then something happened to the file, and it was gone forever. So the only people that ever got to experience it were me and Jay, and we wasted about 45 minutes of our own time. Um, But today we're hoping that that's not the case. We think that the issues have been resolved. So sorry about the inconveniences, but we're back for week five. It's been three weeks since we've had an episode out. We're excited to be back. Jay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, You know, we got playoff baseball baseball going on right now, but we're going to talk some football because we had a crazy game yesterday. It was not a great game to watch, but it was, I mean, it was it was entertaining. I mean, it was a good game, and then crazy NFL week last week, and then we got another good one coming up this weekend, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it, the game last night. This, again, we're recording here on Friday, October 7th of 2022, so the Friday before week five. Last night was Thursday Night Football. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Denver Broncos 12-9 to in overtime in what was possibly the worst football game we've ever seen, or at least in like in my lifetime. I don't know if I've seen one that bad. Like Weather wasn't an issue. It wasn't anything to do with anything like that. It was just bad football all around, and uh, the Colts ended up winning kind of surprisingly, I guess, because the Broncos seemed to be kind of in command most of the night. But Yeah, I mean... I couldn't watch the whole thing, but I looked at the highlights this morning. And I'm, I'm just watching the Broncos. Like they get the ball with three minutes left in the game. You're up. What was it? They were up nine to six, I think it was. Or yeah, yeah. And then they just they completely collapsed. I mean, they're running the ball efficiently. Um, just I mean, the fact that they didn't run the ball in that fourth and one just still stunned me. I mean, mm-hmm. you average five yards a carry and you don't go back to Melvin Gordon. I, I just I don't understand. And uh, obviously, Russ looks. He does. He's not playing well this season, right? As of right now, so, and you know, it it, it all shows because he missed KJ Hamler. I mean, he didn't even see KJ Hamler was wide open that would have won them the game for the game winning touchdown. So I just I, I don't know what's going on with Russ. I mean that that the Broncos defense is very good, but that offense just looks completely broken. I don't know what is going on over there. Yeah, I mean, you said it on the fourth and one, just. It wasn't even really the fact that they didn't run the ball. Like, I don't mind the decision to pass because they were kind of going for a touchdown there regardless. But you went out of the shotgun. So, like, instead of making it a fourth and one, you made it like a fourth and five. And that just, that right there is just not smart football. And overall, like, that's what cost you the game. I remember seeing um, a video from the post game. Obviously, Richard Sherman does post game for Amazon Prime, or at least he's on the crew. And. I mean, he was like, run the ball. I mean, he was actually yeah. like violently upset about this, and like, well, he knows because he knows exactly what happened. And it was we funny because Tony G threw him a little comeback of, hmm, "Where have we seen that before?" And I mean, he was like losing his mind. It's like, Russ, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why, why won't we just run the ball on the goal line in a fourth and one scenario? They most likely would have picked it up, and they would have been. Probably been able to win the game from there with four shots inside of the five yard line. Um, so, but I mean, we know how Denver struggled so far on, you know, inside the red zone on offense. And Nathaniel Hackett has not had a good start to his coaching career in Denver. But you would think with Russell Wilson, your two hundred forty five million dollar man, you know, you'd be able to 
overcome some of that. Exactly. And, you know, and like I said, Russ has been struggling, but it's not it's not all on him. I mean, we got to put some of this blame on the coaching staff, like not running the ball and the, just the poor execution on offense. I, I just don't understand what the game plan is for them like every single week. I just, they look lost. Their red zone offense is still atrocious and they just, they just don't know. I just don't think they know what they're doing right now. I mean, they got a ton of talent. I mean, Jerry Judy, Sutton, I mean, they lose Garrett Bowles for the season. That really hurts, but, and you lose Javante Williams for the season, but you still have some talent. I just don't know. I don't know. I did not expect this. Like, I thought the Broncos, like, I think I picked the Broncos to make it the seventh seed or something, but, I mean, you, you didn't pick them to make the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to be, like, this bad. This is this is awful. I said last night at the end of the game, I remember I put out on Twitter, I don't think it's wrong to necessarily consider that Denver may be the worst team in the NFL. And I mean, I get, I get it before anyone comes at me and says, Oh, well they beat Houston and Houston hasn't won a game yet. And then there's still like Washington still out there, but like those teams, I didn't expect to be good at all. So like coming into it, I picked Denver to finish fourth in division. I didn't think that this was going to gel right away, but I agree with Jay. I don't think at all this was going to, it was going to be this bad, but I mean, this is their, they cannot move the football. Their offense is actually like there are issues that just can't be fixed. I mean, Russell Wilson just made two bonehead decisions in the red zone and threw two interceptions. I don't know what he was doing on that one pass from whatever it was the 35 off his back foot overthrows everybody intercepted. And then on the final drive of the game, when Denver could just kick a field goal to go up by six, because we knew the Colts weren't scoring a touchdown. Like, come on. Instead of kicking a field goal to go up by six, they go for it on fourth down and Russ throws a pick in the end zone. Yep. And that's just You just you can't why? do that. Why? Like what was the purpose of that? Like you kick a field goal, go up by six, and you dare Indianapolis to score a touchdown because they weren't gonna do it. Like I'm just gonna tell you right now it wasn't happening. And so yeah, possibly the worst football game I've ever seen. That was um I mean Amazon should be paying us. Let's just say that. Free <laughs> yeah. prime for everybody. That's at least what I would bargain for but let's move off of thursday night let's kind of go back to last week because week four was a big week there were some really weird results that we saw nothing maybe more shocking than the detroit lions who again i know we have to talk well we have to talk about them they're the hometown team they scored 45 points and they lost to the seahawks in a game i don't think they ever led nope and just i mean the defense i mean just not i mean the lions have the number one scoring offense in football they can't get yeah. a stop. Right? And they have the third two they have the last ranked defense mm-hmm. in the league. So I just I was I was at the game. Shout out to the Lions. That crowd is awesome, but man, I mean after that Rashad Penny touchdown where they took they they got a stop on third and sixteen and then they had a clock malfunction apparently that the ref said and then they ran the ball again and Rashad Penny takes it to the house and the Lions fans were livid. So that was interesting to watch. And of course, I'm I'm a neutral fan. I was I was loving every single moment of it. That was that was a great game to watch. But yeah, the Lions they got a lot of work to do on that defense. I mean, when you when Geno Smith and that team comes into your house and drops 48 on you, I mean, you got to start reconsidering like what you're doing on the defense because that 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 off that defense is a mess. Yeah, and it wasn't. You mentioned it. It's not even like. It was the Chiefs or the Bills coming yeah. in and scoring 48 on the... Okay, fine. Their offense was just a little bit better than yours. This was the Seahawks, a team that we've seen struggle all season long to score. Mm-hmm. And they put 48 up on you, and they weren't even completely healthy. And so that's just one of those things like... 
that's an issue. That is something that has to be fixed because if you're the Lions and you want to go take that next step and you want to become an actual threat in the NFC North, that seems to be fairly wide open because we know the Vikings are struggling right now. The Packers have, I mean, the Packers just got by the Patriots with Bailey Zappi at quarterback by the skin of their teeth. The Bears aren't anything special. Like, you have an opportunity here to like make some noise, and if you can't fix the defense, you're not going to be a good team, and you can you can't just have one side of the ball. It just doesn't work that way. So that's my two cents on the Lions. Um, I didn't watch the game. Um, I just kind of kept up with it. Saw a little bit of the highlights afterwards, but that's just you just can't do that. Like that's not a winning culture. You you just have to be mm-hmm. able to fix that, and that's that's on Dan Campbell. That's on Aaron Glenn. That's on. Everybody on that defense, it's just sometimes you just have to like, again, it wasn't the Chiefs, it wasn't the Bills, it was the Seattle Seahawks and mm-hmm. Geno Smith that put 48 up on you the most of any team has scored this year. That just, that can't happen. So now on the other end, let's go to two of the teams that were are at the top of the league right now. The Bills and the Ravens game was crazy. The Ravens were up 20-3 to in second half, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the fourth yep. quarter. I think it was just second half. And the Bills scored 20 unanswered points to steal one in Baltimore, 23-20 to 20 over the Ravens. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw the ending there, which was pretty nuts. And John Harbaugh, man. Uh, look, John Harbaugh's a great coach, but I, f- I feel like he just goes through that phase where he's just overthinking a lot of stuff. Like last year, he was trying to go for two. I think he went for two like in, in a couple games, and they didn't get it, and they ended up losing. You could have kicked the field to go up, go up 23-20, and I get it. It's Josh Allen on the other side, but you gotta trust your defense. Like I guess, like you're you're really gonna you're really gonna go for the touchdown and make it and, and make it 27-20, and you could still take the lead on a field goal. I just didn't really understand that decision. What do you think of that? Yeah, I I thought the same thing because a similar thing came up in actually the Browns game against the Falcons. The Browns on their first drive drove all the way down the field at a fourth and goal. And they decided to go for it, and they didn't convert. And people were like, the Browns ended up losing by three, and everyone's like, well, they would have kicked that field goal. They could have won the game. And I'm like, yeah, you're, that's, a, that's assuming the double play, as I like to say. You're assuming that everything in the game would have gone exactly as it went if you would have kicked that field goal. It just it was the right decision at the time. It seemed like the right decision time. In the Baltimore scenario, I mean, I get it. You have Lamar Jackson. You have the most electric quarterback in the league. But I just take, and I get it, yeah, against Josh Allen and the Bills, three points may not have been enough, but your defense had played pretty solid throughout the game. And we know the Ravens secondary has been exploited this year. Yeah. They're not very good. Yeah. But it wasn't even the play call was weird too. I mean, they ended up calling a play roll trying to roll Lamar out to the yeah. right. Lamar ends up getting backed up about fifteen yards and then just heaves one and it gets picked. And even in that scenario, you got to know if you're Lamar, you can't throw a pick in the end zone because then that gives Buffalo the ball to 20. Yeah. You could have just thrown it away, just said, all right, you know what? They got us. Buffalo takes over at like the four. And then they have to go even longer. Instead, you gave them the ball in breathing room at the 20. And that's just that. So that kind of turned into disaster as well. But the Ravens, this is two times in four weeks yeah. that they have blown 20 plus, or not 20 plus because they were only up 20 to three, but double digit leads in the second half. And that's, I mean, concerning. Their secondary is an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's it is concerning because I I think the Ravens have a real shot to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, they're one of those teams, mm-hmm. and this could be like an AFC Championship preview. I mean, it's just the Ravens. They gotta they gotta figure out a way to close to, clo- to close a game. Um, you know, you got Lamar Jackson who is an MVP candidate so far, 
and the rest of your team. I mean, that defense is. I don't know if that defense can hold up if you want to, if you want to, if you want to make a deep run. So th- that's an issue for them right now. So if they can get better at that, I think they can. I think the sky's the limit for them. So I mean, Lamar's Lamar's playing pretty well. Didn't have the best game mm-hmm. against Buffalo, but overall he's been good. He's not, the MVP not, favorite, right? Yeah, now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Ravens, but. Yeah, I mean, the second time they've choked a lead like that is just a little concerning. So Yeah, and, and again, they, it's been two good teams. I mean, that Miami team was just, they're insane through the air. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we know what Buffalo can do. They're probably the favorite out of the AFC. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But I just, at the same time, I just, and here's the thing, John Harbaugh at the end of the game, when they asked him about the fourth down decision, he defended it. He said they listened to the analytics. The analytics said to go for it on fourth down in that scenario, and they did. And he said that he would make that decision again. And, you know, I can respect that, you know, taking credit of saying this is why I made the decision and I would continue to make that decision because it's what the numbers are going to say. But at the same time, you know, your defense had held Buffalo to 20 points to that point in the game. Yeah. I think if you would have taken three, make Josh Allen try to go get seven and maybe force him into a mistake. That might have been a better plan of action, but you know, it, we'll see how they make those adjustments down the stretch. They got a big matchup this week against Cincinnati. We're going to talk about that one later when we do the picks. But time to stay in the AFC North because we finally saw what we were all waiting for. Kenny Pickett came into the game, start second half for Mitchell Trubisky, actually got the Steelers the lead. And they were holding on, and it seemed like they were going to win. And then the Jets do what they do, and they came back from behind again. And snatched one from the Steelers to send the Steelers to one and three. Can he pick it through three interceptions? Yeah. I might add, uh, two of them were. I mean, one was a hail mary. It's whatever. Yeah. One was off the hands of Pat Fryermuth. It's whatever. But then the first one is very first pass of his career, underthrown and intercepted. Yeah, that the first one was all uh, definitely his fault. I mean, you can't you can't. What was it? I think it was in double coverage, right? Double coverage to Claypool. Yeah, I mean that that's a rookie mistake right there. But yeah, I mean, I think we all knew this was coming, Mitch. Start the first three games, four games of the season. I mean, it is kind of deja vu from 2020 when Nick Foles came in for the Bears and Mitch getting benched. But yeah, Kenny Pickett's the guy. No, I, it's it's a season in transition for the Steelers. I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, they rookie quarterback, offensive line's terrible. Mm-hmm. The defense is, is solid, but I mean, they don't have Watt. Exactly, they're missing T.J. Watt. I mean, they they got they're. I just don't think they're going to be much this year. And Kenny Pickett's just, it's just for Steelers fans to be like, is Kenny Pickett going to progress in his rookie season? We're going to see. So, yeah, I mean, not not an awful showing so far, awful showing in his first um, game, like you said, because of the, I mean, the, the two picks weren't really his fault. Um, and, he, and he got them the lead late. So, yeah, I think it's just a, you know, season in transition for him or for them. And we'll have to see. So, yeah. And, you know, he didn't look awful. Yeah. You know, he made some big throws in that game. I was flipping kind of back and forth between that one and the Browns game. My roommate is a Steelers fan, so we were kind of flipping over to that one while we were watching the Browns game. And, uh, I mean, he made some nice throws, and obviously he had two rushing touchdowns on, like, two quarterback sneaks. It wasn't anything, you know, special or anything. But, you know, I think a lot of Steelers fans are being very real about the situation. You know, I don't think most of them with – you know, common sense are really thinking that this is going to lead to much. I mean, I've seen some that are like, oh, he's going to go into Buffalo this week and, you know, he's actually going to win and he's going to, like, take the torch. And I'm like, I just, I don't see that. Um, I just, you know, we haven't seen a lot to this point. And, again, he threw three interceptions. And whether or not they were his fault or not, and one was on a Hail Mary, so, yeah, that that happens. But 
Like, he threw three interceptions. He threw, what was it? He was like 17 for 20. Three incompletions, but all three were interceptions for the other team. Kenny Pickett has not thrown an interception, or an incompletion, excuse me, in his career. The ball's been caught just three times by the other team. So we'll see how that rolls for Kenny Pickett the rest of the way. Again, they have a huge matchup this week. They're on the road at Buffalo. So that's going to be a very difficult challenge, but we'll see how he goes as the season goes. He's the first rookie quarterback we've seen this year. Well, no, well, he was before Bailey Zappi came in Mm -hmm. for New England, but we're still waiting to see some of the others like Malik Willis. We haven't seen Desmond Ritter yet. Um, You know, we haven't seen any of those guys, but so far, you know, we got two two rookies in, and we're going to wait for the other ones. And speaking of new quarterbacks, that gets me on to my other topic and kind of goes back to last night as well because to this point, we had this huge offseason where so many quarterbacks are moving in so many different places, and they've all been bad. Yeah. And yeah, then obviously right. there's the situation with the Browns where they haven't even seen their guy yet. But And that's a totally different thing. But – the ones that we have seen so far on new teams, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Trey Lance got hurt. Uh, am I missing anybody? I don't really know. Uh, but I'll look. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's been, it's been a struggle for all these quarterbacks. I mean, and especially, like I said, Russ. I mean, getting paid all that money and all these high expectations. They have six primetime games. We have to watch. I think we have to watch four, four more, more of those games. Right, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a real it's been a real struggle for these quarterbacks. You are right. Um, I mean, I guess you could say yeah, the Steelers have a new quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, you could count the rookies too. Yeah, um, but you, oh, I mean, Mitch if you count Mitch too, yeah, yeah, he's been bad yeah, too. I didn't even think about that, but so yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, especially Russ. I mean, you get you get all these high expectations for them, and they're massively underperforming. So yeah, it, it's been it's been pretty nuts. Like all these all these moves. I've been translating to just nothing. And then Baker Mayfield on Sunday, he looked awful. Like I, I ended, That might I have ex- been, I will say this, as again, and this is someone who is a Browns fan and watched every snap of Baker Mayfield's career through four seasons. That might have been the worst game of his career. I don't think he's played worse. The only time he may have played worse was Christmas Day against Green Bay last year when he threw four interceptions. But other than that, I've never seen him look that bad. And mm-hmm. that's, again, coming from someone I've seen Almost every single one of his snaps, he's never played that poorly. And, you know, I, I know he's he's not that bad every week. He just, he, he shouldn't be, but clearly, clearly he is. And I don't want to linger on that too much because the Panthers right now are kind of irrelevant. But, yeah, I mean, you touched on it, especially with Russ, but even last night you see Matt Ryan, who just looks old. Just doesn't, yeah, he's done. He just I'm looks s- like he's done. Um, and then, you know, we touched on Baker. Carson Wentz hasn't looked great in Washington. He had a pretty no. good week one, but hasn't looked good since. Um, he just lost to Cooper Rush. So, I mean, Don't it's been... disrespect Cooper Rush. Hey, Cooper <laughs> Rush is 3-0. and Was he like 4-0 as a starter yeah, now? Yeah, he's 4-0 as a starter. He's going to have Make the greatest the winning now. percentage in like NFL history. He just history. wins. That's all, that's all um, you can ask for. And I know they're like going to probably go to Dak again soon. He's going to be healthy here in a bit. And I would expect nothing less. You absolutely should do that, but... We'll see how long Cooper Rush is in there. We'll talk more about the Cowboys a little bit later. And yeah, but just overall, a bust of an offseason. I mean, it's been bad. And yeah, it is. I just don't know. Again, we'll see Watson here in a few weeks. We'll see how that works in Cleveland. But besides that, it's been bad. And there yeah, I've been a quarterback that's looked great. And not even just for like any of the, but the Colts have not found a quarterback since Andrew Luck's retirement. 
Like mm-hmm. they cannot oh, figure that five out. quarterbacks in five years since Andrew. And Philip Rivers, he took him to the playoffs mm-hmm. and then he retired. And then Wentz was bad, and now Ryan is not. Good. I think they. I think they'd rather have Carson Wentz than what they got right now. Really? I think I mean, Wentz they're, didn't they're play both, horrible last year. Yeah, he was. He was all right. I mean, what, he had, he had, he had twenty-seven a to seven touchdown to interception ratio, which is not bad at all. He but, got him within one game of the postseason. Then, yeah. he, then he played really bad against Jacksonville, but like he had him right on the doorstep. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're right, but yeah, Matt Ryan's done. Um, he he, he just looks like a shell of his old self. And uh, what is he like? Thirty-eight. He's got to be up. That. He's got to be up there. Thirty-seven, so. thirty-eight. Yeah. I mean, a guy like that who's. I mean, do you think Matt Ryan's? He's not a Hall of Famer, right? I wouldn't say so. He's no, got one MVP, he's got, he's, he's one Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, won the MVP, but he's never been the same since blowing that lead. Yeah, he is done. So you're right on that. So, yeah. All right, final topic before we move on to the pick'em of the week or for the week, I should say. I want to talk a little bit about the Sunday night game because it was, I mean, it was a Chiefs masterclass, forty-one to thirty-one yeah. over Tampa Bay, and. Sorry, everybody. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. So we're all getting sick. I know my voice is my voice I is some, just I, coming back. I somehow, I'm not getting sick yet, but it, it's coming. I haven't had my voice for the last couple of days. I was actually kind of worried I wouldn't actually be able to do this for this long. But so far, it's been pretty good. But hope you guys will bear with me. But Chiefs masterclass, as I said on Sunday night, Mahomes just absolutely ridiculous. That play on the in the corner where he spun around and then like flicked it with his offhand, like that was just stupid. Um, but I guess the question I want to ask, are the Chiefs still the team to beat in the AFC? They have been the last few years. We know how good Buffalo is. We know how good some of the other teams are, but are they still the king? Um, Right now, I probably have to lean towards Buffalo um, just because Buffalo has, I mean, they're just, their roster is awesome. They have a great defense. Mm -hmm. Allen, Allen's one of the MVP candidates, um, but they're just, I think they're the better team as of right now, but the Chiefs are right behind them. Chiefs are going to be really tough once again, and no Tyree kill, no problem. I mean, they do, they can do whatever they want. Andy Reid's red zone playbook is just is an encyclopedia, basically. I mean, he his creativity and that touchdown of the that touchdown where the where the fullback took the snap and he just QB sneaked it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was really cool to see. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're amazing. So I got, I think they're just right behind Buffalo. So. That's going to be really interesting to see. I, when do they play the, the Bills? It's got to be soon, right? It's be- week six, I think. Yeah. I can't Sunday, wait. Night, I can't, Sunday night football oh, I can't next week. can't wait for that. Oof, that's yep. going to be good. So, so yeah. I, but I, I'm looking at this more from a just divisional standpoint and necessarily like the AFC East, I think, is a little bit better than we thought it was going to be this year. I mean, the Jets are actually playing all right. The Dolphins, we know, are pretty good. Again, we'll see how they do without Tua. Patriots are whatever, but they're gonna they're pesky. They're gonna hang around in games. The AFC West has been a lot worse than we thought. Um, we talked we talked about the Broncos at length so far on this show and in weeks past, but the Raiders haven't been great either, and the Chargers are banged up and just hurt, and they don't look like themselves either. Especially on the offensive side of the ball, they're just kind of all right. So right now, the Chiefs are in full command of that division, and it seems like they're gonna have an easier time winning games than I think Buffalo's going to. We've already seen Buffalo now back-to-back weeks really have to grind a game out. So far, Kansas City, I mean, I guess against the Chargers they kind of did, but so far they've just been, their offense hasn't gotten any worse, and it's because of 15 back there, and 
that's the thing. Like, you know, we can talk about Buffalo. We can say about how good they look on paper and how good their roster is. And they're a good team, but they haven't been able to get over the hump that is Kansas City in the postseason. And I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. The AFC playoffs are going to be a blast. We'll see how that goes. It might come down to Bills Chiefs again. But, I mean, overall, they're, they're, they're just, they're still so good. And they just yeah. showed it on Sunday night. I mean, that was, that they gave Tampa Bay no chance. I mean, they just didn't even get a breath in. Yeah, and, and Tampa Bay, I mean, I think Brady is it's it's coming to an end for him. I mean, he it's I mean it's not all his fault, but they they got offensive line issues. I think Tampa Bay is just yeah. I'm not I'm not really high on them this year. I I just think there's other teams in the, in the NFC that can beat them, mm-hmm. and I think we I think we saw I think we've seen that over for the first four weeks of the season. So I mean yeah, I, I mean, Tampa Bay I still think they win that division, but. They're very beatable this year. That I think we've we've uh, established that. So yeah, yeah. And uh, with that, we'll move into some of the week five games. Obviously, get into the pick. I'm here for week five. We've taken two weeks off on the episode, at least. But we have we've sticked with the picks at least throughout the weeks. We've been making them, so we still have at least a scoreboard that's presentable. Jay is in front after winning last week. He's up with 23 points. I'm in second with 22. Manit close behind at 21 we were all tied going into last week jay had eight points last week i had seven and manita had Got six. My upset we all right. hit we all hit on the upset last week um, what was your upset why well, I, 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 Bra- I had the falcons over the over the browns which somehow hit i don't know how but that yeah. i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> uh i had the jets and the mini had the cardinals which i was i didn't even think the cardinals were how are they underdogs in carolina apparently they were, they were? um yeah but that was a freebie. I should have actually seen that one. But uh, time to get into will they cover here for week number five. Three highest spreads in the league for this week, and they are some big ones. First one, the 3-1 and one New York Giants. Yes, the 3-1 and one New York Giants. At Green Bay, Giants are eight-point underdogs. Can they keep it close, and can they cover? Um, well, this game is in London, so it is. I always take it this is. into consideration because teams are jet-lagged. We don't know if they're going to show up because... The Bears went into London in 2019 and played a, a Raiders team that wasn't very good, and they lost. So, like, it, it's always under consideration what what each, either side you pick for for this one. Um, I will probably take the Giants plus eight, but I like Green Bay to win. Um, I, I I think it'll be another close game. Just the Giants are playing hard for Brian Dable, and they might not be talented. Saquon looks like looks like looks like. Can I speak? He's returned to his old self. Um, so, yeah, I got the Giants plus eight, but Green Bay will win. Yeah, I, I did forget that it was in London, so good catch there. Um, I'm with you, though. I think they're going to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. The London game's always weird. It always seems to be close. It was a double doink in London. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Last week's London game, we didn't even talk about that. That was insane. Yeah. Um, probably the best London game we've ever seen. Um, and it wasn't even really great football, but it was just a good game. Um but yeah, I'm gonna take the Giants to cover and keep it close here. I mean, we just saw last week Green Bay struggling with New England, and I mean, New England played well in that game. But like, you wouldn't have thought that they would have driven Green Bay to the final seconds of overtime where they need a field goal to win the game. So I think they're gonna keep it close within a touchdown of Green Bay, and I like Green Bay to win. I agree, but I'll take the Giants to cover. All right, next one: Atlanta, two and two. Atlanta on the road at. Tampa Bay, Atlanta, ten point underdogs. Do they cover against? I do think Atlanta covers. I think you know it's an NFC South, NFC South rivalry. I think these games usually finish close. 
And maybe Atlanta, I, I think Tampa wins, but maybe Atlanta gets a garbage touchdown and makes this makes this a, a spread cover. So, yeah, I got Atlanta plus the 10. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Atlanta. Tampa Bay hasn't. Yeah. They I just mean, haven't impressed. Last week, no. their offense finally actually kind of got loose, but they were already down 21 to 3 when it happened. Um, so we'll see if they can keep that up. Atlanta does not have a good defense. And overall, no. I'm not going to lie. I watched Atlanta last week. I don't think Atlanta's a very good team. Um, I just think they've. Last week, the Browns just beat themselves. But Atlanta, like, Marcus Mariota th- completed seven passes. Like, he's not. Not and we didn't even mention him when I talked about new quarterbacks and new places. Mariota's been not good. Um, I think that there's a chance we see Ritter pretty soon just because I just don't think they're going to be able to keep this up with the way. I mean, they ran the ball. They run the ball very well, but I just, man, I Marcus Mariota is hurting them. He's almost taking them out of games. But t- I'm not sold on Tampa Bay enough. I think Atlanta keeps it within 10, but I'll take Tampa to win. Final spread, biggest one of the week. We kind of touched on this game earlier. Um, Pittsburgh on the road at Buffalo. Pittsburgh is two touchdown underdogs plus 14. Does Buffalo cover that number? Um, they do not because I don't really I don't like betting against Mike Tomlin teams. I, I don't like see the Steelers might not be good this year, but they're going to compete. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I mean, I don't like betting against him, and I've done it in the past and never works. So I will take Pittsburgh plus 14. I think Buffalo wins, though. So Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. 14 is a massive That's a, that's a lot. It's huge. Yeah. And it's at 14, which means Buffalo would have to win by more than two scores. And that's just, look, Pittsburgh's not great. We know this, but they're going to hang around. They hang yeah. around every week, even if they can't pull it out. I know this more than anybody else. Pittsburgh is going to cover that 14. Okay. So that's it for Will They Cover for this week. Obviously, we'll wait for Manit's pick, see if he gets them in. Uh, Jay and I both, actually, we all we said they're going to cover. All three teams cover this week. I, Yeah, that's rare that that happens, but we'll see what the case may be. Now we'll get into straight-up picks here for Week 5. Lions at the Patriots, the first one. Uh, oh, man, this is tough. These, I mean, no, no uh, Mac Jones. Is, was he practicing, though? So it's gonna be Bailey Zappy. It is well. Boyer's on IR, um, oh, so it's gonna be Zappy. I would think. And the Patriots are wearing the Pat the Patriot jerseys, which are just they're awesome. Sick. They're sick. So that means I'm taking the Patriots. Just for um, Pat the Patriot. Yeah, I, I mean the Lions. Their defense. Oh man, I mean they got a lot of issues, and I mean they can score, but I, I, this can be a, this could be a high scoring matchup. I like the Patriots, though. I think at home they could get it done. So I agree with you simply for the fact that they are wearing Pat the Patriot <laughs> and Those some of so the awesome. greatest home uniforms of all time. Now, look, I saw this thing on Twitter, though. People were like, it's funny, though, that people like whenever they bring the throwbacks out, like the Pat the Patriot, the Creamsicle Bucks, like everyone's like, oh, they're so nice. But they said, but back in the day when they were wearing them, they couldn't wait to get rid of them. Like when the Patriots redid their look to what it looks like kind of like now. They're like, oh, this looks so much better. But then all of a sudden you realize, you're like, nah, that's where it was at. So strictly for Pat the Patriot, I'm going to take the Patriots to beat the Lions. Second one, Chargers at the Browns. A 1 o'clock kick for a West Coast team and just a, a weird game. Like It's so weird. But um, I actually am going to take the Browns on this one because I still do not trust the Chargers. And plus they're traveling across the country. Um, I just think I think the Browns need to it's, it's they they got to get a win here. I think they're kind of desperate. Um, what are they two and two? I mean, two and two with the weakest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, I mean they need to get a win here. If they don't beat themselves, I mean this is a really scary pick. I'm sorry because the Browns have beaten themselves way too much. This already. they've only lost 
they're two games they've beaten themselves. Like it's they, not they, they, the other they, could, they should be four and zero right now. I'm be. not gonna lie. They could so, also be zero and four though. Yeah, gonna, yeah. So um, I I like the Browns here just because the Chargers are still banged up. I mean, they got blown out by the they got blown out by the Jaguars at home. I mean, who, yeah, they beat the Texans last week on the road. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I like the Browns. So yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna pick against the Browns. I'm gonna take the Browns here. Also, I I kind of like their chances. They're the Chargers are so banged up right now, especially on defense, not having Bosa's big. The Browns are getting Miles Garrett back. That was confirmed today. Jadavion Clowney also returned to practice. So there's a good chance that the Browns will have both their pass rushers, which is something that they didn't have last week against Atlanta. Um, but I just think, I don't know. It's just a feeling. It's a West Coast team coming around for a 1 o'clock game. It just feels like one of those quirky games that the Browns are actually going to win because because of the start that they've had so far, going two and two against four not very good teams, they have to start now winning games. They have a brutal stretch. They have seven games before Deshaun Watson is eligible to return. He actually can come back into the building on Monday though for team meetings and conditioning and stuff. So he'll be in the building starting next week. But like until he gets back, they have a brutal gauntlet. It is the Chargers at home. Then home for the Patriots, which is never going to be an easy game. On the road at Baltimore. Halloween, Monday Night Football against the Bengals. Then a bye week. Then they go to Miami, to Buffalo, and home for Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And that is their stretch. I mean, it is brutal. They're going to have to start winning some games that they aren't supposed to win. I think that they can do it this week. I like them to beat the Chargers. All right. Staying in the 1 o'clock window. Final one. The Dolphins and the Jets. Didn't necessarily think I'd actually have this one, but... With Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback for Miami, I feel like it's more of an even playing field. Dolphins at Jets, what do you think? Um, hmm. um, I'll take the Dolphins here. Um, I just don't believe in the Jets yet. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable backup, and the, I just think the Dolphins are just a better team, so I'll go off of that, and I'll take the Dolphins. So I'm going to go with the Jets. I like the Jets, man. They're fun. Like they, are they good, though? They are I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so far, they've won a miracle game against the Browns that you see once a decade. Then you saw, then they came back and beat the Steelers, who we just know aren't that good of a team. But like, I liked what I saw out of the Jets. I they're, don't know. They're I improved. Lie. I like they're them. They're too, improved. They're, too, they're actually like competent for the first four weeks of the yeah, season. Yeah, and I think the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater, it's definitely a step down. I mean, people, some might say it's an upgrade over Tua, but like, it's a step down. Um, I just don't know. If they're going to be ready on the road too in New York when it's getting a little bit colder outside. Uh, I don't know. I'm going out of limb. I'll take the Jets. All right, into the late window. Two games to pick in this one. Eagles at the Cardinals is the first one. The undefeated oh, Philadelphia Eagles take their undefeated record. You know what? This is my upset special. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think the Eagles kind of come out going. It's obviously you're going across the country to the West Coast. It's going to be a little tough for them. Um, I like. The Cardinals to pull off an upset here. Eagles are a very good team. I think they can come out of the NFC, but this is one of their. I just don't. I, it's one of those games where they just maybe they just don't show up and they just take a loss. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I just think they're gonna keep it rolling. The Cardinals just even last week just didn't yeah. impress me. I mean, it was like they they won that game because of how bad Carolina was, not necessarily because of how good they were. They're having issues of their own. Uh, the Eagles are a very good team. They know how to possess the ball. They run the ball very well, play really good defense. They don't allow Jalen Hurts to be in positions to make mistakes. So I'm going to take the Eagles there on the road to move to 5-0. and All right, last game in the late window. 
Cowboys at the Rams. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I'm pretty sure it's still going to be Cooper Rush. But at the Rams, can the Cowboys get their fourth straight win? I'm taking the Cowboys because they have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. That The Rams offensive line is really bad and banged up. So I got I got the Cowboys just because I mean Cooper Rush, I mean, he's getting it done. He's, he's, he's looked serviceable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, they got a good defense. So, yeah, it's like Dallas. I want to agree with you, but I just – at some time, you know, the slipper just isn't going to fit Cooper Rush anymore. Like, you just have to eventually, right? Um, the Rams' defense is still impressive. They had a good week last week. I mean, they lost to the San Francisco, but that was kind of a weird game. Gave up a couple big play touchdowns. But um, I'm going to go with the Rams at home. I think that's going to be kind of the big factor in this game. If it was in Dallas, I might consider otherwise. But I'll take the Rams at home to beat the Cowboys. Now we go on to the Sunday night game, potentially the game of the week. I'm actually really excited to watch this one. The Cincinnati Bengals on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. We touched on it at the top of the podcast, but... I will take Baltimore. Baltimore? Um, yeah, I just... I still think they're really good, even though they they like to choke away games. Uh, Bengals, you know, I mean, they're, they're a pretty solid team, but I think the Ravens... Just they, they they have the better quarterback right now. I like the Ravens at home, so I'm gonna go with the Ravens as well. Um, the Bengals are tempting because, as I mentioned, that the Baltimore secondary isn't that great. I mean, we've seen it as they've blown some leads, but then you would think with the Bengals and their explosive passing attack that they might be able to exploit that. But on the other end, like the Bengals' O line still has significant issues. Um, I think their defense hasn't been great. So I'll still take Baltimore to bounce back. They seem to bounce back pretty nicely after these losses, especially under Harbaugh. So um, just at home, I'll take Baltimore again. If this game was in Cincinnati, I think I might go the other way. But in Baltimore, I'll go with the Ravens. All right, final game on the straight-up pick the Raiders at the Chiefs. This is the Monday night game. Um, Do the Raiders have an upset in them? No, give me the Chiefs, <laughs> and a, give me the Chiefs in a blowout. I, I mean, I just think... I mean, last year they blew them out at home, and I think they're going to do it again. I just think the Chiefs are very good, and the Raiders, I mean, I don't know. They're they're very disappointing as right now. Um, I'm not really a Josh McDaniels guy. I think I said that in the season preview. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give me the Chiefs. All right, well, that will do it for the straight-up picks for the week. And now we move on to upset specials of the week. Jay, you are in first, so you do get to go first with who you got. Um, I think yeah. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna do the Cardinals as my upset special. Um, I don't know the line on Double the game down though. On it. What's the line? Five on the game? and a half Arizona. Yeah, I'll take the Cardinals plus the five and a half. So okay. Yep. So doubling down there on the Cardinals. Um, I could double down on the Browns. That could be fun. Um, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that though. Let's see. What else could I do? I could double down on the Jets. Uh, the Bears. I don't think that's worth it. Um, yeah, Minnesota, and they're going to lose, so. <laughs> you heard it here first. Jay says the Bears are not winning this week. Um, Man, this is tough. Uh, you know, I'll go in. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm just going to double down on them. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Chargers. I'll take that, uh, see if they can pull out a victory or at least keep it close. So that will do it for the pick this week, and that's going to do it for the pile on this week, week five, a little bit of a snappy episode. Um, but. Nonetheless, got it done. Um, hopefully this reaches the air. Hopefully we get this one online. 
It will. Um, so, <laughs> yes, there you go, I'm Jack. Confident. We love the confidence. <laughs> um, but, yes, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. You can catch all of our past episodes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search for The Pylon on Impact 89FM. For your host, Michael Markoch, alongside my co-host this afternoon, Jay DeCoster. Take care, everybody. We'll see you guys next week for week six.